You're listening to a Natural Products Insider podcast, now on Google Play. With Sandy Almendares, Editor-in-Chief. Brought to you by Supply Side West, October 15th through the 19th in Las Vegas. Welcome to a Supply Side West edition of the Healthy Insider Podcast. And I'm Sandy. I have Laura Dickinson on the phone here. She is the Executive Director and Co-Founder of OSC Squared. Uh, OSC stands for One Step Closer to an Organic Sustainable Community. Hi, Laura. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you, Sandy. So Laura will be speaking at our Supply Side West workshop, Sustainable, Safe, and Sanctioned Packaging for CPG Brands. This is on Friday, October 18th at 9 a.m. to 11. OSC Squared is a group of founders and CEOs who work together to support each other's business growth and more sustainable food solutions. With OSC Squared, Laura has launched several industry collaboratives, including the OSC Squared Compostable Packaging Collaborative, which started in 2013. It has a key initiative to secure a functional and sustainable option for heat sealable and flexible overwrap and pouch applications. Laura, beyond that, Laura has nearly 20 years of consumer packaged goods marketing, sales, and management experience with an emphasis on bringing healthy product innovations to the natural and mass markets. For the past five years, she has provided strategic sales, marketing, and leadership consulting to CPG brands, including Numi Organic Tea, Alter Eco Foods, Jamba Juice, and more. Prior to consulting, she served as Vice President of Sales and Marketing at Numi Tea, Chief Marketing Officer of Brand New Brands, CEO of Lightful Foods, and VP of Marketing at Balance Bar. So, Laura, let's start with by talking about the OSC Squared's Compostable Packaging Collaborative. What is it? What has, has it accomplished? And how can brands get involved? Sure, Sandy. So it started out as um, really a convening of CEOs, um, leaders in the natural products industry of a number of companies who came together about seven years ago, most exactly seven years ago in July, to explore how do we as mission-driven companies, um, a lot of companies that we all know and love in the industry, come together to support each other um, to grow profitably, but also to really stay true to our mission and continue to push the envelope on sustainability and more regenerative business practices and uh, specifically more regenerative uh, practices when it comes to the environment. And so we asked ourselves beyond convening and supporting each other as CEOs um, and businesses, what can we do on behalf of the industry that's too hard for any one of us to do alone? And the very first thing that we hit on that we still relentlessly focus on is was packaging. It's packaging, packaging, packaging. I still remember the buzz in my ears from um, the CEOs of Numi, Guayaki, Alter Eco, Nutiva, um, Plum, Organics, and many others saying, this is the Achilles heel. I can get my product to be organic. I can get um, to even fair trade supply chains for some companies. I can um, definitely get to non-GMO. But when it comes to packaging, the integrity of the package doesn't match the integrity of my product because it goes straight to landfill. And so um, we formed the OSC Packaging Collaborative 
recognizing that um, there was a specific real need when it came to flexible film. And those are the pouches, the, the over wraps that you see bars, the sleeves, anything that's a flexible film versus a rigid structure. Um, in the, that particular form, had, has skyrocketed in growth, um, you know, more than more than probably twenty-fold in the last decade because it has some great benefits to it that I can go into. But the challenge with flexible film is that it has no end of life other than landfills and oceans, which we're abundantly aware of. And so we formed this collaborative as a very action-oriented group to work together to find new ways to build flexible film structures that do not go to landfill. And that is our, our mission um, is to remove, um, basically to remove petroleum based packaging from landfills, oceans and our planet by securing non-GMO compostable and renewable flexible film structures with the appropriate oxygen and moisture barriers. And it's a very specific mission um, and um, it's, a, it's a hard one. We've been working on for seven years with some progress um, and a lot of setbacks. But we've realized along the way, if it was easy, it would have been done. And, and the, the challenge definitely needs scale and a lot of great minds to get to a point of, of finding new materials. And so in terms of what we've accomplished, um, we've assembled probably over 35 brands working together. Um, and we have done, um, we've done several things so far, and then I can talk to you about what we will do. Um, the, the very first thing we did was test um, both renewable and compostable um, materials that were available, let's say five years ago, against about 20 different ingredients to understand and learn the baseline of what compostable materials can do. Um, and the reason why we went with compostable, there are many reasons we could talk, talk about for an hour, um, but the main reason we talk about is we want to re, re, basically shift our reliance from fossil fuels and petroleum to plants, and that has many larger implications to it that are positive. Um, and because we know that it, when it comes to flexible film, the recycling system does not accept or work. Um, and I can go into that more as well if you like. But basically, in terms of the accomplishments that we've we've um, we've had, we've tested and learned on um, about 20 different products. We've done two sets of tests: one about two years ago, and one um, uh, almost five years ago, um, on different materials with all kinds of brands and ingredients. To and what that's done is it's allowed us to launch um, and, and support the launch of the Alter Eco Pouch. Um, starting to, to um, the, the launch and um, of a new me tea bag, um, specifically mint, and now they're making some announcements to shift more broadly for their whole line to um, plant-based materials. And we are in testing and supporting um, the launch of a number of other brands that all of us know about in the industry um, towards more renewable and compostable structures. Um, that's the first thing we've done. It's really, really hard to do, believe it or not. And I won't go into the technical reasons, but we we did not imagine how hard it would be to do it and also how expensive it would be to build a system that was not based on petroleum. Um, um, beyond that, though, um, what we've done so far is conducted LCA studies, life cycle analysis studies on different structures to understand the benefits, the true benefits from a greenhouse gas perspective 
of different pouch structures and um, other structures. We've done marine disintegration studies and um, and got and drawn on the wisdom of, of groups like Five Gyres to help with that. Um, and we are then moving into two new tests um, and, and learn situations this year with our network of brands and collaborators. That is so great, the work that you're doing there. And um, yeah, I mean, I clearly would have no idea how hard it is, but I'm glad that someone is, is spearheading this. It seems like it would be too much of a, of a task for one company to do. So it's really smart to have the collaborative. Yeah, I mean, that's exact. That's a really good point. And that's, that's sort of the perfect place for collaboration to play. And um, that's why we call our, our collaborative, the OSC coll packaging collaborative, we call it a collaborative along with the other projects we've um, supported and, and launched in, in partnership with some great organizations like the Climate Collaborative. And we're now working on the next generation project called the Jedi Collaborative. But that is the true reason for collaboration. It, it's, it's too hard to do alone. Um, the other piece is that we need the scale um, of, of a lot of volume to bring the pricing into um, a, a perspective for most um, companies to be able to absorb into their margins. And so um, that's the other key piece. Um, the third piece is actually just getting, um, getting packaging companies to work on the technology. So seven years ago, when I mentioned that we started this, um, this network, we brought together at Expo West, um, of course, we invited 20 leaders um, that we admired in the industry who were addressing flexible film issues, along with a, a, a small handful of packaging companies that we thought were, were more like-minded and oriented towards working on, on emerging technologies. Um, and we started to talk about the challenge. And at that point, there was no um, flexible film technology on the market that was um, in, offered that was compostable or renewable and was a truly addressing end of life. Um, when the packaging company saw, we invited you know, 20 brands in, um, it, it, close to 100 people showed up and we were, we were in a little Marriott room, just huddled together. It was, it was ridiculous and also extremely meaningful to see that the ripple effect of packaging and how many companies cared. And from that point on, these packaging companies have partnered with us and worked very, very hard and invested on their own in new technologies that didn't exist because they saw that the scale of the potential volume, it wasn't one little company like Alter Eco or, you know, there are a lot of little companies will come and, and ask for compostable and the packaging companies won't work on it because they don't see the scale. But when you assemble that kind of volume in a room, it shifts the conversation with the packaging industry to, to work on our behalf. And that's what we've been doing ever since is inviting these packaging leaders in and amazing partners um, to us to present new technologies and, and have the opportunity to present and work with some of the best in class companies in our industry. So interesting. So if, if I'm a, a company and I want, and I have, my packaging is not at all sustainable, not even close, what's a good first step that I could take as, a, as an executive that would help me move from traditional to more sustainable options? Well, it's, I mean, it, it, we wish, and we're actually, you know, we've been working for a little while on a, a decision tree and a, and a guide because that doesn't exist mm -hmm. right now in, in partnership with one of our partners, Sustainable Food Trade Association. Climate Collaborative, which is a long time coming, um, it, because it's it's a tricky road, and most um, 
most companies that you know get get um, somewhat overwhelmed when you look at the landscape of options. What you want to start with is what is the form you need? Are you are you dealing with first of all a liquid do you, or or a, a solid? Um, it, it, oftentimes, rigid structures are better for liquids. Um, they're heavier um, and um, and tend to be more expensive. But when you have a rigid structure, which is what we don't focus on as much, because there is a recycling option for that. Um, then um, we then then look at um, can you can you move from from glass to this is an area that's it's tricky and hard but is emerging post consumer recycled plastic or um, cartons like a Tetra Pak um, or there's some interesting new um, plant based materials that companies like New Barn are looking at which are tricky but there are emerging materials there. Um, but typically, when you're in a rigid structure, there's there's nearly always a recycling option and also plant-based or, or renewable materials as well. Um, so that's the first step. When you're dealing with a flexible film that might be, um, it, it, you need oxygen and moisture barrier um, for something like, uh, you know, everything from cereal to grains to um, bars. Um, let's say to um, even baby food squeeze pouches, you t uh, most companies are opting for flexible film. Um, you used to see baby food in glass jars and the, the pouch is a, a really innovative structure and it's great in a lot of ways because it's more convenient for mom and for baby and there's a self-feeding option and it's also much lighter weight which has wonderful implications for a lower greenhouse gas um, impacts. Um, can, you know, as well, even moving from um, can aluminum cans to a flexible film structure will lower the greenhouse gas um, impact. So flexible film can be a great option for certain materials. The challenge with that is that there is no end of life. And so we, we kind of ran against ran up against a, a dead end wall when you come to you can only take it so far and then you have this um, this impact where um, we're, we're certainly seeing it now with the, you know, the whole plastic straw epidemic, plastic bag epidemic, um, pouches, chip bags, everything that we're seeing in, um, in the oceans, in waterways, in, um, in, in landfills a lot too. Deli meats, everything. So we've shifted over to this flexible film and become what reliant on it, which has uh, some benefits, but then we have a huge end of life problem. And so we still support the stand-up flexible pouch when it comes to greenhouse gas benefits, but can you start to push further? And that's exactly what we're doing, ideally to more renewable and compostable materials. There are only a limited number of companies, as I mentioned, who've really worked hard on this, um, like Alter Eco Numi Tea Regrained is, is, is working with us now to shift back into um, compostable materials with deep commitment, as well as a number of other great companies who are collaborating with us, like Amy's Bakery and or Amy's Kitchen and um, um, Patagonia Provisions and Lumberg Rice and Lotus Rice and many, many other companies. Um, but um, so we, we support flexible film, but we support companies really pushing the envelope and trying to get to compostable and renew renewable. And when it comes to that, OSC Squared and our network of um, packaging companies probably have the best um, knowledge and intellectual property because we've been working on this problem for so long. Um, there is, you know, beyond, um, uh, there's some emerging new um, materials that we're just starting to see come out that we're excited about but have not been proven yet, which are paper um, combined with resins. We're, we're testing and evaluating right now. 
to see if that has both recyclable and compostable options. But frankly, Sandy, um, when it comes to flexible, we we don't like a lot of what exists today, except that we know it has great greenhouse gas benefits. So that's exactly what we're working on is shifting to next generation materials. Um, and um, this year we're doing some pretty radical work to shift um, to shift and, and design innovate to actually get into next level materials beyond what we have today. Excellent. So obviously the environmental concerns are the most pressing, but what well, as as brands are moving to more sustainable packaging options, what are the other concerns that they need to keep in mind? I mean, I'm thinking like cost, as you mentioned already, safety, yeah. shelf life. Yeah. Yes, and oh, so and every brand it also depends on their own um, their own values and goals, um, and and so that may that may sh that may shift. There's some brands that are truly truly dedicated to the environment. And will make a trade-off, so they will spend more, and they may even compromise on their shelf life slightly to move to a renewable or compostable material. Other other brands um, may not do that. We think with the, this emerging and very radically new retail landscape that there is more on-demand, um, faster speed from manufacturing to consumption than there ever has been before, which allows us. To play with shelf life slightly um, and compromise on that, um, and so the uh, um, so let's let's just look at some of the the trade offs. There's shelf life. Um, when you move to compostable, <laughs> naturally we're asking a package to do something very hard, hard, which is to hold the the product with the appropriate oxygen moisture barrier for at least a year maybe 18 months, maybe two years, and then right when it is consumed for the package to break down. Um, that, that's kind of a magical thing, and we are, we are, we are having some success doing that, but um, inherently there will be some shelf life trade-offs. And uh, we're trying to minimize those as much as possible, um, but shelf life is one consideration, of course. Um, uh, another um, consideration is cost. Um, with, um, as you push to new materials, um, they're more expensive. And what we've seen is, is some real um, hope in the last few years. Frankly, it's been a pretty frustrating road for the last five of the seven years that we've been working on this compostable packaging collaborative with OSC and our network of, of brands and packaging companies. The cost for compostable has been two to three times as much as the cost of a conventional plastic uh, pouch or overwrap. Um, and that is a non-starter for nearly everyone. Um, that is a non-starter, and um, and even with some scale, it's been really hard to shift the envelope because we're 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 working with you know competing against essentially the fossil fuel industry, which is 60 years old and has been optimized for extreme efficiency and cost and low cost, and so um, we are competing against that with an emerging material, which makes it very hard to be cost competitive. In the last um, year and a half or so, we've seen some dramatic shifts in costs, where particularly with, for energy bar wrappers, which we really want to test more of stick pouches, anything in what we call the, um, the overwrap or flow wrap form, which is typically small form pouches, we're seeing now um, at, at, you know, as, as little as 25 to 30% cost increases versus conventional forms, which becomes 
somewhat tolerable for brands that have the um, the values and the mission um, to um, to shift over to plant-based materials. So those are just two um, areas are, are are of course shelf life and cost. A third is you know is is end of life, and and that's where brands really get hung up that they realize that right now these many of their packages, particularly because we're so reliant on flexible film, have no end of life, and so. Those are kind of three three tension points: cost, shelf life, and end of life. Where you typically end up with a very over um, engineered package that, when it comes to petroleum, that will last for you know not not one or two years, which is all we need, but 500 to 1,000 years, which creates the problem we're in right now. And so we're really trying to um, manage those three variables and optimize with renewable materials end of life and reduce cost while um, while developing a package that is, um, you know, that goes away when we need it to. Um, and so um, that's what we encourage brands to go towards is as much they, as they can renewable and moving to compostable materials and testing and learning with us because we have new technologies that um, look at how their their particular ingredient will perform um, in with a compostable material and if that can be launched. We, we just have a handful of companies now that I mentioned that are launching and to really scale this and create um, create the momentum in the industry to drive towards a rel more reliance on plants and less on fossils. Um, that's what we're really about. So we want as many brands as possible to be testing and learning and working on this compostable and plant-based options and, and with us or on their own. Well, that sounds wonderful. And thank you so much, Laura, for joining me for this podcast. And of course, for speaking at Supply Side West, um, for those listening who want to learn more, please join us at the workshop, Sustainable, Safe and Sanctioned Packaging for CPG Brands. That's on Friday, October 18th at 9 a.m. in Las Vegas at Supply Side West. Thank you, Sandy. Thank you for allowing me to talk and share one of my favorite topics in our industry. <laughs> and um, yeah, and look forward to the event with all of you. For more award-winning podcasts from industry experts, go to insider.com and click in the podcast section. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts or Google Play by searching Healthy Insider Podcast. Hit subscribe to never miss an episode. To join the conversation about the health and nutrition industry, leave a comment on the podcast's Twitter, Facebook, or SoundCloud account. This episode has been brought to you by Supply Side West, October 15th through the 19th in Las Vegas.